This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right. Well, bless all of you once again. I'm glad you're here. Now, we, we start week number two about the Word of God. Week number two. And so before we really get into where we're going tonight, I want to review just a little bit about last week. And some of these scriptures will be our, our main scripture references for the next few weeks. The first one is found in John seventeen seventeen, And Jesus himself said, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. And so the word sanctify means to set us apart, to make us different. Now, how does that happen? By the word of God. Now, here, here's a thought for every one of us tonight. Man, i got to treasure the word of God. i got to begin to have an appetite for the word of God. How many of sometimes in the natural, man, you, you, you may crave a taco. You say, man, I just got to have a taco. I crave it. I crave a piece of cheesecake. I cra- Ooh, I crave a cup of coffee. Just think about that in the natural. How it, Well, I believe we can get that way with the Word of God. And that's how important the Word of God is. So, John 17, 17. That was one of our first texts last week. Another one was found in James 1, and it says... Not to just be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. And when we only hear the word, it says we deceive ourselves or we fool ourselves. Now, there's three types of people, guys, when it comes to believers. They're the ones that have no knowledge. Zero. And I'm talking about the word of God. They know nothing about the word of God. The second type of person that's a believer is they they know the word of God. They can quote the scriptures, they can tell you about things in the Bible, but they have no fruit in their lives because they don't ever do the word. The last one is the one that all of us need to get to is where I I not only know the word and I hear the word, but I apply the word. And that leads us to our last reference last week was found in John 15 verses 1 through 8, specifically verse 7 that Jesus said, "If if you abide in me, And my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it will be done for you, or done unto you. The key to that is the word abide. Now, I'm going to circle that. The word abide means to continue in. It means to welcome it. It means to embrace it. Now, for me to embrace the word of God, guys, there's times that, man, I look at the word and I think, whoo, that's difficult, that's hard. But any time I make the word of God priority in my life, man, something begins to happen. Now, I want to give you an illustration again of what it means to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. 1 John 1, 9 says that if I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me. Now, I may know that scripture. I could walk around, I could look at Raul and say, you know what? When I confess the sin in my life, God will forgive me. You know what that is? That's the ability to hear the word of God, to know the word of God. So how do I do that? I actually stand before Father God and I open my mouth and say, Father God, I confess my sin today. I take responsibility for my actions and behaviors today and I ask you to forgive me. That's where we begin to see fruit in our life, okay? But make the word priority above what mankind says, above what the the, the things of this world say. And that's what I'm talking about. The Word must have first place in my life all the time. So here's the question I always got to ask myself. What does the Word say? 
When you have a dilemma in life or something you're going through, ask her, what does the Word say? And then it's time that, that i got to get into the Word and i got to dig in the Word and i got to study the Word. And i got to find what the Word of God says. And so if you don't have an appetite for the Word of God, begin to ask God. Say, Father God, give me an appetite for your Word, okay? Now here we're going to start somewhere new tonight. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 is where we're going to begin tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Mark 4. Now, in this passage that I'm getting ready to start reading, we're going to start in, in, in Mark 4, 13. But in the beginning of Mark 4, really verses 3 through about 8, Jesus talks about this parable. And if you know about Jesus, he always spoke in parables because they were usually fairly easy to understand. And so the reason I'm not going to read the, the, the parable is because where we're going to pick up here, Jesus explains it. Now I encourage you, you, you can read verses 3 through 8, and it will sound very familiar from what we're fixing to read. So let's get in here and see what Jesus says about this parable. Verse 13, And Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Now, you know what Jesus is telling me right here? i got to get a hold of this one. This parable right here that we're going to study tonight, he's telling us, if you don't understand this one, you won't understand any, any of them. You got to get, if you don't get this one, you won't get any of the rest. And so to me, this is if Jesus is saying, this dude right here is the granddaddy of them all, all right? This is how significant and important this one is, okay? So let's keep reading. Verse 14. The sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. So it's like a, a, a farmer that's planting the seed. Now, we can, we can liken the word of God to seed, Okay? So when I begin to plant the seed of the Word of God, where does that go into? It needs to get into my heart. So my heart and your heart is the soil or the ground for the Word of God to get into me. And when the Word of God gets into me, you know what happens? You're going to have fruit. And you're going to have a harvest, okay? As long as that Word stays in there. I don't care who you are. So he gives me a little bit of insight right here. So anytime I want to bear fruit in my life, i got to get the Word in me, okay? Get the Word in you. And you've heard me say this, and you're going to keep hearing me say it. You get in the Word, and God will get in you. Woo, man, God will begin to blow you up in a good way. And things will begin to happen in your life. And I'm telling you, it, it, it's shocking to me at times what the Word of God has done in my own life, and it'll do in yours. As I was, I was strung out on alcohol. I was messed up as a teenager. And man, I'm telling you, just as we sang tonight, man, the name of Jesus, it breaks, it set me free. But it was applying the Word of God. I don't care what, what area in your life you're in a dilemma in right now, the Word of God will work for you, okay? And don't say, oh, pastor, you don't know my condition. I don't care what your condition is, alright? I'm gonna believe the Word of God, okay? Thank you, thank you. Now, let's keep reading here. Verse 15. And these are the ones by the wayside. 
Now, you're going to see four categories in this, in this parable, okay? The first one is the wayside. And the reason I want to highlight this is every one of us in this room, we're in one of these categories, okay? You're in this, and you may have been in some of these before. So he says here, again, starting over, and these are the ones by the wayside. Where the word is sown, or the word is planted, when they hear. When they hear, okay? So get this one right here. They heard the word of God. Is that significant? Yep, that's important. Why is that important? Romans ten seventeen says, faith come by hearing. And hearing. And hearing. And hearing. And hearing. And hearing. So you know what the hearing and hearing and hearing it is? You continue in it. So right here, the word of God will instruct me that when I hear the word of God, it, it, it isn't a one-time deal, guys. You got to keep hearing it. And remember the illustration of the analogy last week? How many of you eat at least three meals a day? Man, when we liken our, our spiritual man to our natural man, we got to feed our spirit man the same we do as our natural man. Get in the Word, get in the Word, get in the Word, get in the Word, okay? So he hears the Word. And when they hear, Satan comes immediately... And takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Now this is interesting to me. This is a human being. This is a person that Jesus is illustrating here. And he says, so when they hear the word of God, once that was sown, the devil immediately goes after the word to steal it. To take it away. So you know what this tells me right here? Several things. One, the devil knows... The significance of the Word of God for me and you's life. Why would he go to such extremes? Why would he go immediately to get the Word out of him? Well, he knows this. He understands the only way we get set free is the truth. The only way I get the truth is i got to know the truth and i got to study it. But the devil, I believe, also knows this, that the only way me and you are going to have fruit in our life is when we start getting a hold of the Word of God. So understand, he's going to go to great extremes to keep you and me from the Word of God. He does not want you hearing the Word of God. That's why a lot of times when you make plans in your heart to read the Word or study the Word, or even come to church, he'll try to get you sidetracked, get you off. He does not want you getting the Word of God. Now the devil, guys, he's he's the author of lies. That's all he knows how to do. He's the father of lies. He's the liar of liars. So when you think about that, he operates in deception. As long as he can keep me and you believing lies, he's got us. He's got us. And what am I mean lies? He'll lie to you about who you are. You're no good. You're a sinner. You're sorry. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da and all the above. But when we begin to hear the truth, you know what the truth does? Woo, it uncovers those lies. And you start realizing and saying, so this is who God says I am. This is who God says I can be. And you know, I don't care how you grew up, whether you had someone in your life, a parent or anybody who told you, you'll never amount to anything. That's a lie from the devil, okay? That's a lie. You can be the things of God. You are more than a conqueror, okay? So we see the very first one right here. Now we jump to number 2, verse 16. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately 
they receive it with gladness. They receive it with enthusiasm. I remember those days. Man, the first time I started hearing the truth of the Word of God, I'd get so excited about it. I was like, man, I've never seen that. Verse 17. But they have no root in themselves. They have a shallow soil of their heart. When, when, when they have no root, guys, it just gets down that far, okay? It's that far. Keep reading. They have no root in themselves, so they endure only for a time. And you know what happens? They wilt. Keep reading. Afterward, when... And I encourage you to highlight the word when in your Bible, okay? When, it didn't say if, it said when tribulation or persecution arise for the word's sake. So, Jesus is warning me and you right here that when we start hearing the word and we start believing the word, problems and persecutions are going to come Because I started believing the Word. Now this is a warning, and he ultimately ends in in the end of verse 17, and it says, immediately they stumble. So these problems and the persecutions that come against us because of the Word of God, their design is to get me and you to stumble, to get me and you to fall, to get me and you to quit. That's not God's idea. So here we look at the second one. The first one was the wayside. The second was the stony ground. And in the stony ground, guys, they heard the word. I want you to remember, they heard the word also. Let me me give you a little illustration, and I believe this may help you with the first two. Every year before the women's awakening retreat in Riadosa, and even more so the men of iron, and this is real fresh to me, this just happened about a month ago. Before the men of iron takes place, the week leading up to it, it seems like the devil will do anything he can to keep men from going. Whether that's at work, whether they get sickness, it's amazing how many times I see people or men get sick. So he does everything he can, number one, to to, to prevent us from going there. But number two, after the men of iron, and, and, man, I'm going to do a better job next year. I'm going to tell you right now. We're, we're going we're gonna to get prepared before we go and when we come back. I've had a minimum of ten men, a minimum. And they said, Pastor, since we got from the, back from the men of iron, all hell has broke loose in our lives. I don't know what's going on. Well, I can tell you right there, just through this parable, that you know what, the devil's going to do anything he can to steal the word or number two, He's going to cause problems to start arising. And you may say, man, me and my wife, we never fight. But I got back from the men of iron. That's all we've done is fought. This is what begins to happen. The devil will move any way he can. And what's his goal? What is the goal of problems and persecution? To get you off the things that God did in your heart. To get you off the word of God. What began to take place? And so understand this. When you start hearing the Word of God, man, just, just pray and say, I'm not moved, Lord. I'm, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to hold on to the Word of God. And some of you say, well, I, I don't know that I want to get a hold of the Word. Yeah, you do. 
You do. You want the Word of God. So we've gone through the first two. Now pick up with me in verse 18. Now these are the ones sown among the thorns. This is our third one. They are the ones who once again, they hear the Word of God. Now I highlight that. In every category so far, every one of them have heard the Word of God, whether it's the wayside, the, the stony ground, or the thorns. So they hear the Word of God. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things enter in and choke the Word. Now, let's, let's break this down a little bit again right here, guys. The worries of life, the lures of wealth, daily routine, materialistic pursuits. You know what they do? They cause our life to be overcrowded. And when our life becomes overcrowded, it's got to push something out. And in this category here, the thing that gets pushed out is the Word of God. So once again here, I believe Jesus is even telling me, listen, you've got to make the Word of God priority above all these other things. About making money. How many times right now in our society do you hear people, if you ask them, how are you? They'll say, man, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm bu-. Well, who makes up your schedule? I do. And so the way I make up my schedule, guys... I can't eliminate the Word of God. i got to get a hold of it. And he said, if, if I don't make the Word priority, the cares of this world, the deceitful riches, the daily routines, they're going to push the Word out. Now, in that passage, this is what I really begin to see. How he, he pushes the Word out, he literally uproots it. He does not want that word getting rooted in your heart again. So ultimately, look what happens here at the end of verse 19. It chokes the word, and it, the word, becomes unfruitful. If the word of God is not priority, guys, it's going to be unfruitful. Now, let's think about something just for a little bit before we get to the last one. In every category, they heard the Word of God. So listen real close. The Word of God isn't the issue. The Word of God doesn't change. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven. So what's the issue? The soil. The condition of our hearts. Why is that a big deal? I believe we must prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. In order for it to get into good soil, you've got to welcome the Word of God. You, I'm telling you, it's important when you read the Word of God, ask the Lord, say, Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. How many have ever read the Bible and after you finished you thought, I didn't understand none of that. I've done that and I've done that and I've done that and I've done that. And I believe that's part of the devil's trick. But what happens is when we begin to ask the Holy Spirit, help me to see this. I I don't just want to read the Bible for quantity to say, you know what, I read 32 chapters today. Well, what would you get out of it? I can't tell you nothing. 
And I've been there, guys, I can tell you that. So part of this is I begin to say, you know what, Lord? I welcome the Word of God in my heart. I want to get a hold of the Word of God. You know, growing up back in Oklahoma, that, that my uncle was a farmer, and we would plow for him in the summer. And the soil in Oklahoma is really, really rich soil. But before they plant it, I'll never forget, they would use this piece of machinery called a, a shark tooth. And that shark tooth, guys, I mean, if this was the ground level, it would go down like a foot. And you would see that dirt turn up. And when they've had years of moisture, I mean, that ground would be rich with, with moisture. And what were they doing? They were preparing the ground for that seed. That's the same with us. i got to keep my heart tenderized. i got to keep my heart open to the Word. Now, here we go, the fourth one, verse 20. But these are the ones sown on the good ground. These are the ones sown on good ground. These are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the Word. So in all four categories, every one of them heard the Word. Once again, the Word of God isn't the issue, it's the soil of our hearts. So they hear the Word. They hear the Word. They hear the Word. They hear the Word. That is important. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word. You've got to keep hearing the Word. You've got to hear the word, hearing the Word of God. So I look at this, and here's my thought, and this will help every one of us. What is the recipe or what's the secret to the good ground? Let's look what Jesus says. They hear the Word, and they accept it. Now let me give you some definitions of the word accept there. They welcome it. They live by it. They embrace it. They are doers of it. And it becomes visible in their life. So what would it be to embrace it? In order to get the, the, the word where it falls on good ground, and I accept it, and I'm, that means I give it first place. That means I say, you know what? I do not care what World News Tonight says. This is what the B-I-B-L-E says. And I start putting the Word of God above everything. God's Word is first place in my life. And when I begin to make the Word of God first place in my life priority, look what Jesus says. And bear fruit. So when the Word of God is heard, and the Word of God is received in my heart, it will bear fruit. Notice, it didn't say, if you don't have crazy circumstances. It said, you will bear fruit, okay? And so i got to continue in it, i got to continue in it, i got to continue. The Word of God becomes a lifestyle. That I hunger and thirst for it every day. And he ultimately says this, And the fruit they bear, some will be 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. Okay? Let's think about this a minute. Not all the seed, even though every one of them heard it, not all the seed sprouted, did it? Some of it didn't even sprout. You know what else is interesting? This last part that Jesus just talked about. They all heard the word of God. And even the ones that accepted it, 
Some of them's yield was different. The yields varied. Some 30, some 60, and some 100. So you know what I see right there? You know what that hundredfold is? I mean, those are the ones that just jump in with everything and say, Woo, I honor the word ever in my life. The 30-fold, I believe, they are ones that they begin to honor the word, but they just wade out a little bit. They get about knee-deep and say, whoa, that's enough. And the 60 ones, they go a little bit farther. But in order for me and you to be the 100 and get the full yield that he's talking, man, i got to let the word of God blow up on the inside of me. i got to live with it every day. And I don't know, I've been around people that way. That man, they are just full of the Word of God always. The life of God. Now, I believe every one of us in this room can be part of that. Now, let's back up a little bit. Same chapter, verse number 9. Verse number 9. Now, Jesus talks about the parable, and then in verse 9, he said this. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear... Let him hear. Now, I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I can look around the room tonight, and every one of you that I see, you got ears. Every one of us got ears. I see, I see your ears. So the issue wasn't ears, was it? You know what the issue was? My hearing. My hearing. One translation says how they consider and comprehend and heed it. So once again, I can hear, and I can hear, and I can hear, and I can hear. And we jump back to when Jesus explained the parable, every one of them heard the word of God. So he deals with this immediately here. Then he goes in verse 10 and says, But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. And the mystery here means something, something formally hidden, but now you can see it. Now it's right there, and you begin to look at it and say, Golly, I've looked at the Word of God, and we talked about this last week. I've seen Scripture for years, and all of a sudden, one night, bing, it comes alive, and I look and thought, I've never seen that this way. This is what happens when the revelation knowledge the Holy Spirit brings comes alive in us. So he goes on to say, Verse 12, so that seeing, they may see, they may see and not perceive. What does that mean? Their eyes are open physically, but their spiritual eyes don't, don't perceive it. In other words, they learn nothing. I can read it and read it, but I don't learn nothing. And then he jumps next and says, and hearing they may hear and not understand. And so their ears are open, but again, they don't understand a word because they don't grasp it. They don't comprehend it. And one of the ways the Word of God will come alive to every one of us in here is when I start doing it. Man, when you start obeying the Word of God, it will start changing you. But look what he goes on to say here. Least they should turn and their sins be forgiven. So what Jesus gets to here is every one of us in here, we can hear the Word of God, but we can also willfully reject it. And you can look, I'm not doing that. I don't care what the Word, I'm not, I don't care. 
And ultimately, when I get that way where I willfully reject it, you can see it, you can hear it, but it won't do nothing. And ultimately, when he gets at the end there and he says their sins are forgiven them, he's saying that they never realize the significance of the Word of God. So consequently, they never turn to the Word of God. They never live by the Word of God. So right here, Jesus gives us a great insight. I'm going to go with one more passage of Scripture tonight to end with. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Jesus, or the prophet Hosea said in Hosea 4 and 6, he said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. He didn't say they perish for lack of inspiration. We just don't know what, what's rightfully ours as Christians. And so the only way that you fully understand is, is what's yours as a believer is right here through the Word of God. So be, be, be taught the Word. Let the Word instruct you. Let the Word of God be your, your, your instruction manual for life. Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is living and powerful. The Word of God, guys, isn't just a collection of God's words. The Word of God, he said, is living and powerful. It's alive. It's alive. The Word of God is. And so when I say you get the Word of God in you, you'll get God in you. I'm telling you, this is the truth. The Word of God is alive. The Word of God is powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of my soul and my spirit and the joints and marrow and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents or the purposes of the heart. So the Word of God, guys, it'll reveal who you are, and it'll reveal who you aren't. The Word of God, right here in, in, in what he's saying, it discerns both good, and it discerns both evil. That is what's evil. The Word of God here, guys, it'll penetrate my morals and it'll penetrate me spiritually. And you know what ultimately the Word of God makes me and you do? It makes us make a decision. And you know what that decision is? Am I going to give it first place in my life? Am I going to be a doer of the Word of God? And so what the Word of God hears when it starts talking about all the things it does, the Word of God will start cutting on you. It'll start pruning. You'll start removing stuff. And that's a good thing. I mean, to this day, guys, you don't want to be around me that close, man. You don't have to have a hard hat on because, man, I'm telling you, there's falling debris still falling off me. The Word of God is still dissecting on me and cutting me. And you know what? There's days, man, I look and say, oh, my gosh, Lord, help me in this area. Work on my tongue. Oh, Lord, help me. Help my mind. Help my attitudes. How many of you really watched your behaviors in a day? You know, the Lord told me to do that one day. Just watch your hand gestures. Just watch how you do your eyebrows. And I thought, I mean, Shelly would tell me something. I could roll my eyes. And I'd look and think, oh, my gosh. 
just the little things like that. And so what the Word of God does, the Word of God begins to expose me, but it's not to cause me harm. It's to bring light. It's to set me free. It's to help me live the life that He came to give me. And so if there's area in your life where you're, you're saying, man, I need freedom, it's all right, Father God, expose me. Let the Word of God shine light in my, this area of my life. Stand up with me. I don't know if that helped you, but I'm excited about it. I love the Word of God. I tell you guys, that's why we've got to get a hold of this. And, and, and say, Father God, I, I want good ground. I want good ground right now. Prepare my heart for good soil. For good soil. That the Word of God gets in there. And once again, you've heard me say, the Word of God sometimes is annoyingly accurate. Man, I mean, it'll... But it's good. It's good. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. And as, as we walk in here and we live together and do life together here, Lord, let the Word of God become priority. And Father God, I pray right now for every one of us that you take the, 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 the sharp tooth, the Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit begin to plow our hearts. And if our hearts are are that of the wayside, the stony ground, or the thorns. We're just hard-hearted. Plow our heart, Lord. Begin to work on our heart. That we begin to say, Father God, that, that the Word of God, when it hits the soil of my heart, it will begin to take root. And I thank you, Lord, that you said that when we welcome it, we embrace it, that it'll bring fruit in our lives. And so we pray that in here tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Stir that up, Lord. Give us an appetite to be to, to be not only hearers of the word, but doers. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.